are now tuned in to another episode for the locally motivated, the locally inspired, the locally creative, that keep the city beautiful, locally fresh. Welcome back. This is your girl Gimp, Lady of the Airwaves, Voice of the City, and you are tuning into episode three of Locally Fresh. As always, I got my man Rin. Hello. Why do you always do the awkward <laughs> pause, bro? <laughs> uh, because I don't, I don't know. I that's, can't with you. That, <laughs> yeah. And we got a special guest. That's right. We got we got somebody that that got to get something off his chest. Tell him why you mad, son. <laughs> we got we got AG. We got uh, my brother AG. He's uh he's gonna go into the the food the the local food scene. How how do you call that? Yeah, the local food scene. But we have to clarify of Kissimmee, of K Town, of my hometown. Mm. Holla! I'm kind of excited because it's been a minute since I've explored a food scene of Kissimmee. But I have noticed that there's been a lot of really interesting places that have popped up yeah. uh, throughout the years because it's been a minute since i've been on this side i of got town. i got uh i got a story oh god and and, and it kind of like it bothers me because i was talking to, to my nephew about this the other day about how they always come up and say real new york pizza Nah. <laughs> you know how many spots me say off, that? Bro, that pisses me off. I feel if they don't because, if they don't import the water, it's not I real was, New York pizza. I was just about to say that. Unless really? they can get um, close yeah. though. Uh, we, a, could, we could talk about some pizza if you want to talk about pizza. That, um, there's a spot. There's a spot um, by my mom's house mm-hmm. that I was like, I drove in. I'm like, all right, let's see New how, York style pizza, let's right? See how New York like, all right, cool. Is. So, <laughs> so I walk in. Psych. First off, dude's Puerto Rican. He's not from New York. He's Boricua, like from the island, like. Well, maybe like, his wife is New York. Da, 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 da. All right, second, <laughs> second. Um, I come in right off the bat, speaking Spanish. Dímelo, papá. I'm like, word. Oh, don't you hate that? Yeah. They look at you and they automatically think you speak Spanish. I come back with them with the English, bro. I, I can't stand that, man. I walk inside it. I like uh, you go to a gas station. You got the people begging for money. And they come walking up to you and be like, hey, papa, papa, tiene un peso. And be like, what makes you think I speak Spanish? I could be Hindu. I could be like, how are you doing, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, man. So I walk in and then he's, he's bringing out these garlic knots mm-hmm. from the oven. And these garlic knots are dope. I ain't going to lie. Because... <laughs> <laughs> They're mixed with like pepperoni and mozzarella cheese and 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 the ma- the sauce, the marinara sauce. Within the knot itself. Yeah, yeah. So it was dope. I was like, all right. So it's like a pizza he, he knot. He gave me one for free. He's like, ah, toma, toma prueba de esto. Like, try this. I'm like, all right. So I tried. I'm like, all right. This just sound. It tastes good. I go, all right. Let me get a slice and one of those uh, garlic knots. It, it was. It would have been. It was my second one. So he re- he reheats the slice that he had. Bro, it comes out the oven, and the fucking cheese is orange, bro. And that, and the thing is that I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's the fucking oil. That's the oil all over the cheese, and and it wasn't fresh, bro. It, that's what bothers me about the shit. But like, like, how many, well, how many spots always reheat slices? I mean, yeah, but I mean, it does. No, that's not the point. The point is, is that something that that you told me back in the day. He's like, you know, pizzas. It's supposed to be like you're supposed to have fresh cheese. 
Okay. Because if you have like cheese that that's like old, like how many how many days? Um, I don't know, maybe a couple of days. Well, uh, nowadays, people are taking real mozzarella cheese and mixing it with imitation cheese. <laughs> imitation cheese is what creates the oil. The only oil you should have on your on your pizza should come from the sauce. Okay. From the from the spaghetti sauce, if they oh, use, if so they put, if they make that sauce and they put basil and they put olive oil on it, yeah, that it probably seep through a little bit, but it ain't gonna seep through the cheese. That's where you get the oil where it comes out the back of the end, but yeah. it's not the cheese. So when you mix imitation cheese with mozzarella cheese, you get that um that oil layer on top of the the thing. <sighs> And then mozzarella cheese. You find this shit out now. Oh my god! Mozzarella cheese is not chewy, so you shouldn't be when it you, should melt. It right? should melt. It should be like like you ever had like buffalo mozzarella? Like you put it in your mouth and it's like it, it breaks into nothing. That's yeah. what real mozzarella cheese is. So when you eat this cheese and you go like this and it's stretching and you're like chewing on it forever. That's fake cheese. That's fake cheese. <gasps> <laughs> they, oh they either God. mix it with mozzarella or you're giving you all yeah, the look on Kim's face right cheap, now is hilarious it's cheaper for the pizzerias <laughs> to buy oh fake cheese my heart is breaking as you're speaking <laughs> yeah. right now so I know you ate all a pizza and you're like this you good pizza through. and you're chewing on the cheese for like ever and then you swallow lumps of cheese you're like nigga nigga <laughs> <laughs> That is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But it's, it's not shit. real cheese. It's fake cheese. And a lot of these pizzerias take cheese and they mix it. They take imitation cheese and they mix it with fresh mozzarella. Or they AG just take, putting them on they blast. Put, oh, Damn. <laughs> so now everybody knows. Holy shit. Like, oh, <laughs> let me, so that way the listeners have an idea of like, you know, your experience, your culinary art experience. How long have you been... Well, how long I've been cooking? Yeah. yeah, for about almost twenty years. Oh shit! So yeah, yeah you know. I, I was in the Marine Corps, and uh, yeah, so I, I was in the I was in the Marine Corps, <laughs> and uh, when I got out the Marine Corps, a lot of people went to uh, to um, to the police force. I had a dream to go to culinary school, so I took a little odd jobs here and there, and I didn't get to go to culinary school till I got to Puerto Rico, but I did. Uh, but I I cooked in a lot of restaurants, so my expertise like people say oh expertise of cooking is could be mexican food for my first eight years i worked in a, a taqueria I'm so happy right now <laughs> i worked in a taqueria in and actually in california oh wow yeah and it was me and this guy named uh peter what and up, peter? It, you know and i got into the story <laughs> and peter peter's uh gone now and no. you know, there was a whole thing behind it and then uh i left california and then i went to go help my brother in a caretón in Puerto Rico, a food cart, to do tripletas. Jeez. Because he called me up and he says, oh, I know you've been, because my brother, my older brother, Juni, he knew that I was cooking, and he said, oh, you know, I'd rather hire you than hire somebody else. Yeah. And so he paid for a plane ticket, and I went to Puerto Rico and helped him with a food cart. Wow. And it didn't go very well, the food cart, but, yeah. you know, and that's how I ended up in Puerto Rico. And in Puerto Rico, I worked several jobs, and then I worked in a couple hotels there, and I worked in the... In Fortaleza over there in San Juan. Yeah. A couple Word? of restaurants. Yeah. I, I worked didn't know that shit. I worked in Senor Frogs. <laughs> yeah. I worked in Senor Frogs over there Already in Bio San, San Juan. Mm -hmm. And I worked in the uh, Parakeet Club in Bio San Juan. And I worked in a restaurant called Soné. Just so, just so people know, Fortaleza is uh, the governor's mansion, right? Yeah. The, the, the actual street is called Fortaleza, which they have uh, all the you, restaurants and stuff. You played me right there, son. Oh, you thought I actually worked for <laughs> yeah, the. Yeah. <laughs> you, you played me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, man. The I'm look of disappointment on your no, face. No, no, no. <laughs> That's all right, man. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. I work right around the corner. I worked in Calle Cristo, yeah. right there in Viejo San Juan. So, uh, so I did a couple jobs, and then at my last job in Puerto Rico, I started as um as a sushi chef apprentice in a, a sushi restaurant in Guaynabo called um what happened. Oh. <laughs> in Wainabo called the uh, Ikivana Sushi Bar. Ikivana. Ikivana is in Wainabo. Is sushi hard to like roll? I mean, how long do you have to be the proper apprentice? Like, what's the it proper It took me about uh, two years to actually start making sushi. Really? Where he started making me. I, I spent a lot of time making rice and doing prep for him, cutting freaking shrimp. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so it took me about two years to get good enough where he let me do the to-go orders. Oh, okay. So, and then, I mean, I've heard a lot of like, there's um, there's definitely dues that you have to pay when you're going into like the Asian culinary aspect. Well, it was a Puerto Rican restaurant and the head chef was Japanese. Oh. So I was his apprentice because his apprentice that he had before me ended up uh, being next to him and do, being be, became a full-fledged sushi chef. Oh, okay. So he needed another apprentice, somebody to do his prep. Got so it. he taught me everything I know about sushi from scratch. And, then the and he threw cuts. away mad rice on me, man. I'm sure. I got it wrong, and he'll throw the whole vat. He'll be like, wrong, now, do, it, do it again. Were you, <laughs> now, were you making rice like a Puerto Rican? No, oh, like do Puerto Ricans obviously Puerto Ricans and Japanese make completely different types of rice, right? Yeah, they use a special short grain rice, and it's more sticky. And it's, it's more sticky. It has high starch content. That's what makes it sticky. Jeez. But you gotta wash it a whole lot until the water's clear, because if you use it like that, fresh, with all the starch, it's gonna be way too sticky. Yeah. What, so, what's th that one uh, documentary? Sorry to cut you off. On Netflix, it was Hiro Sushi or something yeah. like that, where he has had the guy like just wash the rice like over twenty times. Yeah. Because the water gotta, needed to be clear. It has to be clear, crystal clear. Jeez, Louise, yeah. man. And then, so after, so you were there. For so how I was long? there, and then I moved up the ranks. I ended up being purchasing and receiving manager. Oh, nice. And then uh, I left Puerto Rico. Um, and then I moved out here, and now I'm working for the mouse. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I started just... culinary there, but yeah, things didn't work out in culinary, so now I, I work security there. Oh, okay. So I I've been cooking for about 20 years, and I know a lot about Mexican food. I know a lot about other food. I worked in a lot of restaurants, and it's my passion. And I read up a lot about stuff, and I know how to do stuff. So <laughs> I'm not trying to say I, I'm I'm the best chef in the world, but I know I know what I know, and if I don't know it, I try to find it out. Oh, That's the way it is. Okay. So, so what's your favorite? Too. What's your favorite Mexican thing to cook? Well, um, I just want to know because my favorite Mexican thing to cook. <laughs> Is well, the people mistake text, you know, what's real Mexican and what's fake Mexican. Yeah, they got Tex Mex mm -hmm. that everybody calls Mexican, which is not, which is not, which is tacos, burritos, and fajitas. That's that's a Mexican, that's an American knockoff of Mexican food. Got it. And then Mexican, real Mexican food doesn't do burritos, they, they do tacos, but their tacos are soft and corn mm -hmm. and they don't put cheese in it. Yeah, they, they don't <laughs> they, ever they add put cheese just to... meat and maybe cilantro or onions in it. There's no cheese in it and stuff yeah. like that. Or radishes. Oh, radishes. Yeah, pickled radishes. They like radishes. radishes. Yeah. Yeah. They like pickled radishes. And yeah. Mexican food? Yeah, Mexican yeah. food. Do, if you go to a real Mexican what? restaurant, they'll give you the tacos with the meat in it. And that's it. 
and then they have a little bar where they have the red sauce, the green sauce, the tomatillo sauce, and yeah. the red sauce. Then they have some onions, some pickled radishes, some uh, and some other stuff. Maybe some uh, cilantro, Lime. some limes, and that's what the little like a little bar. It looks like a little thing from a from a from a drinking bar where they put the limes in and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all like that. But it has limes, cilantro, red sauce, green tomatillo uh, sauce, hot, mild onions, chopped up onions, chopped up uh, pickled radishes. Yeah, I had my first taco. Um, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot the name of the tra- taco truck. But I'll remember later on. Um, Is it the one where you broke your ankle? No, and that wasn't a taco <laughs> truck. That was an arepa truck. All right. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> Forget you, man. So, um, no. You broke your ankle on a taco truck? No, it wasn't. Look what you started, Ralphie. Shit. No, I broke my ankle. I just ankle. pulled a pin on the grenade. All right. <laughs> uh, no, I broke my ankle at um, an arepa truck. I was, I was. She was wasted. wasted out of her fucking mind, and that's why it's it's okay. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. It gets better. It gets better. <laughs> oh man, put on blast. <laughs> I broke both sides of my ankle. Uh, I was wearing heels that night, and then I stepped wrong, and I heard a pop, and I was extremely drunk. I had no idea I broke my ankle. <laughs> and then she was walking with her friends, and she was, you know, lagging behind. And then they said, "What they say." No, I didn't get the name Gimp until after the fact. Really? Yeah. I didn't get the name Gimp right there and then. I thought it was there and then. No, it was when after the fact when I had surgery and then I'm learning how to walk all over again. Uh-huh. Is I'm trailing behind and then my best friend was like, Gimp, come on. And then that's... <laughs> <laughs> so it just stuck. So, but I mean, that's how dedicated I am to the food scene. <laughs> I broke my ankle at a food truck. <laughs> that's funny. But, um, but yeah, but there's... um. This Mexican, well, taco food truck um, that I'll figure out the name later. But it was my first taco that I had rat, like fresh radishes on there. And I wasn't, I didn't know that, you know, radishes were a, a topping on, you know, on a taco. But then the guy, Felipe, was just like, no, this is, I'm from Mexico. This is how we make, you know, our, yeah. our tacos. It's just only the protein and then like vegetable garnish on it. Yep. I was like, oh, okay. But it was one of the Americans most put cheese on it. Yeah. But you know what? Ever since I had like an actual Mexican taco, like I don't ever want to put cheese on a taco. Exactly. It's just, it's hard. It's You're taken away from like everything else. It's really? The, mar- yeah. the marination that they put into the meat and the preparation, you don't want to put cheese on it. It messes it all up. Yeah. It's like uh, when. So uh, you go to Mexican put- restaurants here? There's one in Kissimmee I could tell you to go to. What, please tell me. Because I know I'm like authentic Mexican restaurant in Kissimmee. You know where the Walmart is at on the 192 heading towards Disney, where yeah. Medieval Times is at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a shopping center right before it where they have a little uh, on the left hand side. On the left hand side where they have a little miniature golf course. I think it's a Pirates or something like that. Uh huh. It's a miniature golf course. They have a shopping center there with a GameStop and AT and T. At the end where they, where they used to have a, I know exactly where you're at There's a little Mexican restaurant called Mi Casita um, Mi Casita Taco or something like that Something ah. close to that And the guy sells real deal Mexican food And you could get hatuelas You could get menudo soup on Sundays Really? Yeah, they sell menudo You could get real tacos, hatuelas I don't know if you know what hatuelas are. are Are they like They're like a long freaking thing And they put they fill it with, uh, with chicharrones and it's a oh. flour tortilla, and they put refried beans <gasps> and freaking cheese on top of it. Uh, queso fresco on top of it. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like yeah, the guys, like, the guys really good. These <laughs> <laughs> tacos are only like a dollar fifty. What? That's not bad. Yeah, last time I was there, they how are their tamales? I'm big on Mexican yeah, tamales. Tamales are good too. Yeah. Yeah. I think he only does them on Sunday too. 
Oh man, so it's like exclusive days, like yeah. when he's gonna have anything available. Well, menudo is tripe soup. You ever had tripe soup? Tripe I've soup. never had tripe. Menudo soup. is like a tripe, kind That's, of like a, tripe is like the net. The like sancocho, you know, the little square things they put in sancocho. Yeah. That's, the That's the stomach lining of a, stomach of, a, of a cow. Oh, okay. so it's called tripe. Got it. And they make Mexicans make their own tripe soup with with chicken broth, and they put hominy in it. You know what hominy? Yeah, is I it? know. It's like large hominy, pieces of corn. large pieces of corn. That's that's uh that they put in lime and in, in uh, lime juice, and oh, it yo. expands and it has this lime flavor to it. So that's hominy and hominy. Food porn over here. And shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish we had like it has hominy right in now. it, and it has tripe in it, and then it, uh, it has chicken broth, and then it has lime, and then usually people put uh. Put a uh, cabbage on top of it, and then radishes, and then more. Fresh, or yeah. is it already cooked? Oh, okay. They put it on top of the soup. And oh, they say it's crunch. a hangover soup. I, I can imagine. It's yeah. like uh, like uh, Mexicans in in, Port, in California say uh, tecate and clamato is a hangover drink. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that. <laughs> no, I no, haven't. They take clamato juice, which is clam tomato juice, and they mix it with a tecate beer, oh. and they say that's the hangover to get over the hangover drink. <laughs> I hope one of our listeners tries that out and yeah. see if it really works. <laughs> well, well, the the remedy that I used to get over a hangover is I just take like two aspirin mm-hmm. right before I go to sleep. Yeah, that and, typically works. And that works. Like you wake, like I've woken up every time I've been on my ass, like shit drunk before I go to sleep when I'm like coming down from the, the drunkness or whatever you call it. Take two Tylenol, boom, go to sleep. And then I wake up like at eight. With mm-hmm. a slight headache, and then I'll take two more, and I'll take go back to sleep for like another two hours. Wake up brand fucking new, <laughs> brand new. Like it, that's that, not aspirin, man. No, it's not <laughs> aspirin. Like it's Tylenol, eight like eight hundred milligrams or something. <laughs> no, man, it, it worked. It, well, you ain't gonna drink again, but no. <laughs> but I mean, it, it works. It's like um, well, what was I gonna say? It's not coding or no shit like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, just do math, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brand's thinking. No judgments, man. No judgments. But, uh, no, but that shit, <laughs> that shit with the um, oh, drink another beer in the morning. That's bullshit. Nah, that ain't uh, that. I would not. That's usually, the last usually thing I would want to drink. Usually, what does it is uh, is an aspirin or something like that to get rid of a headache. And usually, you you have a hangover because you're dehydrated, because the alcohol makes you pee a lot. So you pee all your, your water out, out. fluid out, and then you get a headache and all that stuff for yeah. dehydration. So if you drink a lot of water and take a couple of aspirins, you'll be all right. My man dropping back, son. Damn. <laughs> I'm not trying to test this theory out, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So since you've been here and you've been, well, when I say here, I'll say Kissimmee, and the food places that you've explored, what has been your most disappointing Oh man! <laughs> I'm gonna start. Do we with have the, time? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the most disappointing place was is uh, down the block where I used to live. It's a buffet. It's called El Placito. El Placito. I never. I, dro- I drove by it many times, and I saw so many cars parked there. And I said, "This case must be good because you know I'm they have a lot of cars." Buffets, man. So I go there one time during lunch, and I'm telling you. It was bad. Really? What was so bad about it? It was the food was cold, and some of it like they had um, they had a sancocho looked like it was reheated. It was just really bad. The food Ooh. tasted bad. And I had a I had a piece of meat that tasted on the verge of being rancid. Oh and my was, god! Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, so I said maybe I caught him on a bad day. You know, it was Monday. Hey, maybe they had too much left over from the weekend. Yeah. So I went another day, like three months later. And it was even worse than the first time. Jeez. And I was like, I can't believe this place is, it is still so. Standing? Yeah, it's still standing. I can't. What? And it's always crowded. 
And it makes me believe that a lot of people don't know much about food, man. (laughs) That they'll eat whatever. So what is it? Okay, give us a surprising fact that like that we're missing out on. What you mean? As far as like people are just consuming food, but they don't really know what they're eating. So you already schooled us on the mozzarella. Well, I think that um, (laughs) that I'm very hurt by. (laughs) You know, I'm um, I don't. In my years of experience, I think what destroyed the cooking scene is uh, to be messed up is the Food Network. Really? Everybody watches the Food Network and all these cooking channels, and they watch these these chefs that most of these chefs don't cook, don't create. They have a team that creates the recipe for them, and all they do is follow a script on the screen. Mm-hmm. But they don't see that. They say, oh, Bobby Flay is cooking this great stuff. No. A whole team cooked it for him, and he's just following the script that's on the, on the prompter yeah. and cooking it. He didn't create that recipe. Man. So do you think you know, like and like they have that new app called uh, the Food Kitchen app? Uh huh. You think that they those chefs Ina and Bobby Flay and all the people that's going to teach you how to cook created those recipes? No, those are from no. other people. No, the freaking cooking team of cooking team of twenty people in the in the Food Network kitchen created a recipe and said this is what you're going to cook for this class. And all they do is using their name as to to go forward. So these recipe. people watch the Food Network and they believe that they could cook based on what they see on the Food Network and what the Food Network tells them. I'm not saying that the Food Network is giving them false information. Yeah. It just gives them false hopes mm-hmm. of thinking they know how to cook and stuff like that. Oh, I could do that, you know. No, you can't. No, you can't. So, <laughs> and then a lot of people don't know, you know, they hear something once mm-hmm. and like they hear, um, let's say, uh, truffles. And all of a sudden they think, oh, I eat truffles. I, I, I know what I'm eating. I, I know I know about truffles because I heard about it at the Food Network. Truffles alone shouldn't taste good right no it tastes really bad yeah that's what i'm saying so you gotta use them very sparingly they're really expensive because they're really hard to find yeah they had to before they used to use pigs to get them but pigs used to they they train the pigs to smell the truffle oh and the truffles are found in the forest man i my mind was taking the truffle like where they got the truffle from no (laughs) the pigs they used to train pigs to find the truffles but the, the the catch to it that the pigs used to eat them too fast the jigs find them and then dig them up, and next thing you know, they have to. The person has to pull the pig back so he won't eat the truffle. What? And the truffle is an underground mushroom. It's a mushroom that doesn't grow above the ground. It grows underground and it gets its nutrients from the root of the plant. And that's why it's so dark. And that's why it's so dark because it's in the dirt. Got it. And instead of growing above ground, it don't need sunlight. It just attaches itself to the root mm-hmm. and sucks the nutrients from the root of the plant, the wow, water and stuff like that. Yeah, because anytime I see... Yeah, but they're real hard to find. Oh, okay. And they taste really nasty. They taste like dirt. Yeah, because I've always heard <laughs> like two things. They're expensive and then you always use like a grater because it's just like a little a little bit of the truffle that it's you like need. a seasoning or something yeah that's pretty yeah. much what it, you but put it's too not much, you put too much on it they're gonna the chefs are gonna say something like yo you put too much truffle on it, i think it tastes like dirt oh <laughs> yeah, wow t- you put, i'm sure you saw like a competition where the person put too much truffle on their food yeah and yeah, then yeah. the chef comes out and says uh, way too much truffle <laughs> okay so one of my favorite shows on the food network your most hated channel <laughs> is chopped because they give them a whole bunch of random yeah. ingredients and then they got to like figure and this I shit like out. And I like that show because they're real chefs. Yeah, right? It that's looks not, like they're that's legit not, they're chefs. Not, they're not scripted. They're, yeah. they're, they're, maybe the ingredients they put in the thing is scripted, but they're not scripted. Yeah. So they give them the ingredients and they have to actually cook yeah. and create something from the ingredients they give them. 
watch. It's not like watching Iron Chef or I like yeah. Iron Chef. not one. Well, not really Iron Chef. Like, <laughs> would like not Iron like Chef. watching Bobby Flay's Brunch or oh, yeah. or Ina or 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 Gia, Giovanni, whatever her name is, the, the little Italian girl. <laughs> yeah. Those shows that they they show on the Food Network are scripted. They don't make those recipes. They sit there and they they. It's a whole team. Yeah, it's a whole them. team behind them. Make the recipe and they go. This is a recipe I make in my house. Yeah, yeah, sure. I believe you. We're still gonna <laughs> talk about. So seafood, lobster tail. There's literally no seasoning to it, right? Just salted water. What when they boil a lobster yeah, tail? Yeah, like because I every time I see a lobster tail cooked, it's it's just either it's just the tail itself. And then they have the butter and lemon on the side, but there's no other like extra season, no herbs or anything. Well, that's going an American. That. There's an American thing. If you want if you want to eat really good lobster, that's boiled. You go to a seafood boil where they put like a what's that thing um, that comes in a red can, uh, the seafood seasoning. Oh, uh, what is it like Mori's seafood? No, uh, no, it's a, it's a Mori. A, forgot the name of it. Yeah. Everybody like you, uses you're it. not the father Mori. No, there's like so it's a yellow and red can. <laughs> I forgot the name of it. And they use it for seafood boils, where they boil seafood, potatoes, shrimp, and all that other stuff, and that has more flavors. Like, yeah, good. us three have fucking smartphones. All of us have smartphones that we can't well, look the shit I up. I mean, I want to hear him talk, you it's know, okay. because I'm, I'm thinking yeah. of like we're over here, like thinking, uh, I, uh, I, oh man, I, I can't even remember the name. Fucking Let's see here. dumb people with smartphones. Obey season. Obey. How did we forget Obey, man? That's okay. been out for like ever. I don't cook seafood all the time. My, see, my <laughs> the the when I make seafood is usually uh, in sushi, so you know it's raw. Oh, okay. And proper belief, not all sushi is raw. So <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks that it's raw, but it's, no, I, I mean, well, is it sashimi? Sashimi, uh, sashimi is the style. Well, sushi is not a food. It's like saying uh like uh, it's like saying uh tacos. Got you it. know, people say, "Oh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to have tacos." Tacos is not a food. You're going to have Mexican. Mexican is a style of food. So sushi is Japanese. So you should say, "I'm going to go eat Japanese." Mm-hmm. What type of Japanese? Sushi. Sushi is a style of food, not the food description, but people use it as a description. They go, "Oh, I'm going to go eat sushi." Yeah. Or no. they're always like, "I'm going to go have some pho." Yeah. I love pho. So it's not a you know, so sushi means, um, you know, if you want to know about history of sushi, I could tell you all about it. Sushi didn't come from Japan. It came from China. Really? Yeah. It <gasps> originated from China and uh, Chinese. A Japanese guy went to China and he saw how Chinese used to take rice and they used to take the fish that they captured and they used to dig holes in the ground with weaver or baskets mm-hmm. and put fish in the baskets and put the rice on top of it to preserve the fish. And then eat it later. It was a type of fermenting. Oh, okay. Right. So this Japanese guy saw this and he took it back to Japan and showed people how to ferment the fish with the rice. Then finally they just said, "Why we don't just eat the rice? We're throwing away all this rice when we just eat it." Mm-hmm. So they started eating this rice. So sushi actually means sour rice. The rice is sour because it's fermented from the fish. So they used to use the fish with the sour rice. To create sushi and the first sushi roll was a ball of rice with fish on top of it and that's usually like how we eat the what is yeah. it yellow tail over yeah. rice like a little roll what a lot of americans eat now here that they don't sell in japan that much except in a tourist district is maki that's the the style of sushi that they do here which are the rolls mm-hmm. those are called maki rolls but they call it sushi it's not sushi it's maki rolls oh. and that's an american thing 
they don't sell that in Japan except in the tourist areas. If you actually go to a real sushi restaurant in Japan, they will give you uh, they will give you probably a little piece of rice with fish on top of it, or they'll give you just a fish by itself, which is sashimi. Okay. Man, I'm just thinking like working in retail, there's always those Japanese restaurants and there was one called Maki of Japan. Yeah. Maki so rolls are like, Maki rolls is the style of sushi that they make here where they put the fish in the nori and they roll it into a little thing and uh-huh. they cut it into pieces and they give it to a, That's an American thing. A, ja- a, a Japanese guy came from Japan and tried to sell sushi and the American people wouldn't eat it. So he created the Maki roll and the first roll he created was the California roll. Which had no fish in it. Well, it had crab, crab, but the crab is imitation crab. Let me ask you that, because I feel like, well, I guess now where the imitation stuff comes in, that's where it's been Americanized, right? Yes. Oh, okay. So then, I mean, is crab that expensive that you have to use imitation crab? Depends on what type of crab you're going to buy. Oh, and it also <laughs> depends on the season? Yeah, yeah. You use blue crab. Blue crab is a very, very regional crab and very easy to find but if you want to go really expensive and crab that tastes really good you want to go with like dungeness crab and that thing is really expensive and they're really big but they're really expensive you could pay anywhere between 20 25 dollars for one dungeness crab Jeez. yeah depending where you get it sometimes you can find it cheaper you know, but yeah dungeon. what are your what are your thoughts on imitation crab it's good it's just it's just seasoned uh seasoned polack polack is a uh, bacalao Really? Yeah. We're eating fish in there? Yeah, the, the, the imitation crab sticks is Pollock. Bacalao is uh, codfish. 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 Well, oh they say it's Pollock. It's like a type of codfish. So they Jeez. take the, the fish and they make it into these little, they deteriorate and they make it into this thing and they paint it red and it looks like a crab stick. Oh my God, I'm eating paint? You eat, well. <laughs> <laughs> It's just don't, imitation don't crab. Don't I mean, <laughs> look at me like that, Ralphie. I mean, you know when you eat gummy bears, you're, you're eating carnauba wax in them shits. You know that, right? Whale wax. Carnauba wax. What the, they use the to, stuff they use on surfboards and to, to, to shine cars. <gasps> I mean, I don't really eat gummy bears, but well, so you're not gonna eat gummy eat, bears no more. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my gosh, what but, the hell? Yeah, and uh, most of that shit is like pig fat or whatever or like like pig cartilage skin. and stuff yeah all that shit okay <laughs> now that we're in this topic already hot dogs hot dogs yeah hot dogs is uh we're just fucking food up for her you know that right <laughs> she's gonna go vegan hot dogs shit. is just the byproduct it's... of leftover meat and they just compress it together and make hot dogs and then they add a lot of nitrates and chemicals to preserve it and give it flavor so you might get some hot dogs now that say no nitrates because people got wise and it's like msg i don't want nitrates yeah. so they say but no nitrates nitrates is a kind of acid that messes up your stomach your thing gives you cancer and stuff I, like that when i was young I, I would eat hot dogs and it would give me like a headache that's yeah. why i'm like i'm hesitant on hot dogs unless there's uh, I, I personally, hot dogs. I personally, when I eat hot dogs, I do eat hot dogs, but I stay away from commercial hot dogs. I buy kosher hot dogs. Kosher. Yeah, I buy like Sabrettes or Hebrew Nationals mm-hmm. where they're all beef in there, blessed by a rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know they're not, they're not, they're not going to have a bunch of chemicals in yeah. it because the Jewish people don't believe in that. Yeah, exactly. And I know it's not, if it says 100% beef, it's going to be 100% beef because they don't eat pork. I mean, shouldn't we all just be eating kosher stuff? If- well, yeah. If you want to, 
just gets I mean, it's more expensive, right? Yeah, of course. It's more expensive. That's so why uh, a package, you could get 99 say hot dogs that would mess you all up. <laughs> or you could, you could spend $4 and get a package of breads or Hebrew nationals. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. That's those are hot dogs I buy. So Brett's or Hebrew Nationals. I don't go nowhere near that. I told my wife, I said, don't buy me no other hot dog. No Nathan's. I said, you know, no Nathan's. No I said, you buy me Sabrets first, and then second Hebrew Nationals. If that, don't buy me nothing. X eighty six to hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I use I, I like uh, buying Hawaiian Hawaiian bread uh, sweet rolls for my hot dogs. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, so I put the hot dogs in Hawaiian sweet bread, and then I put... Yeah, them rolls are dope. Bro, I had no idea. I just found this out, thanks to the internet, (laughs) that the Hawaiian bread rolls, you're actually supposed to heat them in the oven. Yeah. You're not supposed to just, like, eat them from the package, like, how I've been doing all my life. uh, the, The last time I went to... AG's house to watch uh, the UFC. He had Hawaiian rolls fresh out the oven with like pulled pork sliders and shit. Oh like my that. god, that Yo, sounds delicious. Bro, I had no idea. <laughs> I all my life, I'm 34. I've been eating this shit straight from the back. I mean, yeah. To be honest, you, they're just as good. But but I mean, I mean, I can imagine like them having yeah, the light was, toast on top. He was he, he ate like six of them in the. <laughs> In the Fuck first yeah. time, and then he, he was like, he, he was would. like, and he was like, and then uh, my brother-in-law, my other brother-in-law, didn't show up, and he was making fun of him. He's like, he's like, gonna be cold by the time we get here. You better not heat it up for him either. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably not gonna be any yeah. left. <laughs> yeah, sure. so he, 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 but they taste dope out the oven. Yeah, I'm sure, man. Yeah, you're supposed to eat them up, man. I need to try this out too, but yeah. you know, I usually want to eat them all <laughs> once I open it. <laughs> I buy them at Sam's Club and I buy the double pack because my kids eat them like that too. Oh yeah. They don't heat them up; they just pull them out and start eating freaking little Hawaiian burn freaking packs. So let me ask you this stuff because everyone's on this vegan. Since Ralphie brought it up, everyone's on this veganism tip. Like, are there unhealthy aspects of veganism? Not everything that says vegan is is, is vegan, but it yeah. doesn't mean it's good for you. I would stay, I would actually, if I would go vegan, I would try to stay away from processed stuff. Anything that's already pre-made. Hummus sauce. Why are you going to buy hummus when you could just buy some tahini and chickpeas, uh, and, chickpeas and make yourself and it'll take 10 times better? Yeah. Or you needed some olive oil, some tahini, which is, uh, and make sure. It's like, um, like soy sauce. This is what I tell people. I buy a certain type of soy sauce. I don't buy Lachoy. I don't buy knockoffs because they're not soy sauce. They're not made from soybeans. You oh. see the first ingredient is water and the second ingredient is soy flavor and it has a bunch of chemicals. Eek. So yeah. that's imitation soy I look sauce. at the soy sauce and I usually buy um, the... What's the name of that? One, two. Well, anyways, I buy the soy sauce and I look at the ingredients and the ingredients just say soybeans, water, salt, Nothing else. <laughs> uh, yeah, because they always say like when That's you're looking. That's the pure source, and it tastes better. So I believe if you're gonna buy something, like if you're gonna buy tahini and make your own, that you're gonna see a lot of brands. And mm-hmm. sometimes things are more expensive because they're more pure. I don't, you know, when I went through, when I wanted to lose weight, I, my doctor says you gotta lose weight. I said eating healthy is expensive. Yeah. I said you know you buy a, you buy a salad. And it costs, even though the salads and fast food are bad for you, don't even buy those either. Yeah, because who knows got, how long got, the lettuce the dressing, has been sitting The dressing out there. has so much sugar in it, it's ridiculous. If you're going to buy the salad and the fast food, it's best that you eat it raw with no dressing. Yeah. As soon as you put that dressing on there, you just it might as well buy a freaking hamburger and fries. <laughs> That's it. Some of, those, <laughs> some of those dressings got more calories and more fat than buying a 4x4 four four at Wendy's or something like that. I, I want to... Oh, 
tell a little story that I was uh, talking <laughs> talking with my brother about um, the Impossible Burger. Oh yeah. From Burger King, and I told him I'm like, Yo, have you tried the Impossible Burger? And he's like, Yeah, I tried it. And I go, It tastes just like the Whopper, right? It's like there's little difference. And he goes, Well, yeah, dummy, they cook it on the same, same grill. grill. I'm yeah. like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's why they don't go as for vegetarians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they know just, better. They'll, they'll get sued if they say, oh, vegetarian burger. Cause you think they're going to invest in buying a whole new freaking grill just to cook one burger? Yeah, right. Damn, nah. yo, I didn't even think about it like that until they, now. They, they just put it in. People are like, oh, it tastes just like a burger. Well, you're getting all the grease from the other burgers <laughs> that just went through there. <laughs> you're not eating anything. You're not eating, you're not eating anything special. You're eating right. a freaking damn a burger with... with, with, with with freaking beef still grease on it. Of still, you. They're still using the same spatula to press it down. What? Like, yo, that's yeah. crazy. We just broke some hearts right now. <laughs> I worked in Burger King when I was a teenager. They don't have a, it's not like McDonald's where they have a grill. It's actually an actual thing that you put the burgers in and it mm. goes like a, like a pizza oven kind of deal. Uh, like a conveyor type Yeah, it's oven? a conveyor belt. You put them in and then they go through a conveyor belt. The flames come from the bottom and yeah. the grease fall and then it goes and it drops down into the thing and then they put in this steam table. So they, it uh, is flame broiled, but it's in a way through a conveyor belt. <laughs> it's, it's been a minute. Since yeah, it's, been it's not like McDonald's where they fry theirs on a flat top. Uh, and there's a, and, and McDonald's is like is like idiot proof. It's like they have this clamshell deal. <laughs> yeah, it's like a clamshell deal, and they, they put the burgers on the thing, and they hit a button, and this clamshell cooks the burger from the bottom and the top at the same time. And then it has a timer. In two minutes, boom! And then all they do is take it out and put it in a, put it in a plastic container in the warm box. So, oh God, a warm box. <laughs> so, okay, if you're gonna eat, we all know fast food is bad, but like we're. What's the one spot that we can get decent fast food? Wendy's. Out of, out of the chain. Wendy's, right? Wendy's. Oh, yes, I know I was doing something Wendy, right. <laughs> Wendy's, Wendy's. What about Sonic? I like Sonic I mean, is I a lot of fast food stuff, too. You What you want to do is you want to go to a place that they use at least, like, Wendy's. Uh, what's that other place that I took my kids uh, yesterday? Um, uh, Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake. Okay. Yeah, because they use fresh beef. You see them take the beef out. And press it oh, on the grill. Frozen. It's not frozen. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. and they use fresh beef and they use fresh ingredients. I always rate a burger on the cold has to be cold and the hot has to be hot. Yeah. And Wendy's never disappoint on Yo, that. No matter what lettuce. Wendy's I go to, it's always the lettuce is cold, the tomatoes are cold, yep. and the burger's hot. The lettuce you go to McDonald's, the freaking the lettuce is warm, the tomatoes are warm, yeah, and the yeah, burger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I never even they, 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 they wrap the that. whole thing and probably put it in a microwave and, and heat it's up been everything. No wonder. Yeah. No, I mean, I've always been a fan of Wendy's. If I'm going to have fast food, I'll go to Wendy's, you know? But, and only because every time I get a sandwich, it's a fresh cut slice of tomato and the just the crispiness of the lettuce leaf that they put on the sandwich. I'm yeah. like, all right, it's good. But I didn't think about like the hot needs to be hot, the cold needs to be cold. That means that they assembled the burger in the moment that you didn't get yeah, a burger that they assembled uh, somewhere else or they microwaved yeah. I ain't gonna lie Wendy's, Wendy's be hooking it up with yeah. the junior it's still, bacon it's still, Yo, it's still a lot of calories it's still yeah, freaking a lot of fat and stuff like that but, but you're getting you know, it fresh you, yeah. but you're getting, a, you're getting a fresh product 
Jeez. You know, and the same thing if you go to one of these bigger places like uh, that you pay more money, like Five Guys and stuff like that. Yeah. I yeah, hate yeah. Five Guys, though. Yo, I hate... I hate Five Guys only because every time I leave there, I smell like a freaking hamburger. Nah. <laughs> like the, the smell, the grease in the in like in Bro. the establishment, I leave smelling like like I just worked the shift. It's like, <laughs> it's like um, I, I went to this funny. Both times I went to Five Guys, you take the hamburger and it just like falls apart. Yeah, it's all like sloppy. There's one. There's a spot on Orange Avenue called Freddy's. I think it is. Oh yeah, yeah, Freddy's like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like a red and white. Yeah, sign yeah, and stuff. like a American diner type. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that spot is pretty good. I I think unless you <laughs> tell me something else. Nah, man, I, never <laughs> been, I can't tell you. Your eyes going I can't back tell you, forward. man. I never been there. But if yeah. I go if I go that way and I go there, I'll give you my opinion later. They're no <laughs> I'm not trying to say my opinion is like law or something like that. I'm just no, 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 yeah. no, 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 but, I mean, no, but, but the thing is, that just, you, uh, twenty years of experience. I, mean, I just uh, I, I just you know my wife makes fun of me because I overanalyze stuff. I'm the dude that when I go somewhere new, I kind of look at the food. I look at it. You I look take at it. I take it apart. I look at it as presented. I freaking look at it, see how they put ingredients together, you know, stuff like that. Uh, it's sort of like when you're making beats. Like you hear a beat and it's like yeah, you, you're, you're kind of like dissecting it. Like, all right, this is a sample. They probably use this type of snare on it. They probably uh-huh. use two snares on it. I, yeah, I got yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Holy so my, 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 my favorite place right now, I was making a, a, a vlog video for my new youtube channel yeah, that plug, it, plug, hey. it. plug it plug <laughs> it go, oh go, yeah go, go, go. wait yeah. are you gonna be like like well what I, uh, somebody stole my idea the food network <laughs> 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 you know you seen that commercial where the the girl is cooking and she has a um it's an old commercial that it's been running for about six months and she's cooking and she goes oh i burned the duck and she's talking oh, to yeah, her dad yeah, yeah. on the video and he goes oh what you got there and i got that inspiration from that video and uh-huh. i was watching it, i was like yo that's a good idea that's a, I said, if a i could Google sit there and and help people cook live yo and so i could help them out and doing stuff that uh you know because not everybody could cook they think they can but they can't and there's simple yeah. things that they can't cook you know like they can't make an omelet you know and yeah, maybe like they want to learn how to make an omelet <laughs> maybe they want to learn make, how to make a poached egg and stuff like that mm-hmm. and a lot of these cooking places they, they show you but they never give you measurements and they cook what they want Yeah. what I was trying to do is say hey you know if I could get the opinion of people and they write to me and say hey Angel can you help me uh, make a roast chicken and then I'll set it up with them kind of like a podcast yeah. and I'll go live on uh, on YouTube live and We'll talk, and I'll talk him through how to roast the chicken. I think that's great. He'll get the ingredients, and I'll talk him through. I ain't going to charge him no money, but I'll show him, yeah. hey, yeah, this is how you get this, how to make an omelet. i tell him little restaurant secrets that I learned through the years, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and try it's to help him out. It's a fabulous idea. It's a fabulous idea, but, and then uh, it takes time, you know. So yeah. That's my idea to start 2020, but I'm going to start basically with uh, showing videos of giving classes before I start the actual live thing. I'm going to start getting an audience, showing them like, okay, I'm going to show you the different ways of ways to cook eggs. So, and then one day, one week, I show them how to cook an omelet. Next week, I show them how to do a hard-boiled egg, how to do a soft-boiled egg, mm-hmm. how to do a poached egg, you know, different size of the eggs, how many ounces of each side of eggs, stuff that they don't teach you unless you go to culinary school. Yeah. You know, sometimes people are like, oh, you know, it says two large eggs. How many ounces is in a large egg? You know, well, it's one and a half ounces. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. people don't know that. No, I just, they just learned they it right just now. Follow the, they follow the <laughs> recipe and go, oh, it's a large egg. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. it's a medium egg. Why? What's the difference between a medium egg and a large egg? 
is how big the yolk is and how how many ounces are in the egg uh, itself. Yeah, I mean, today I was just making pancakes and I asked for one large egg and the eggs I had in the fridge, I mean, it didn't look large. It looked like a medium-sized egg, so maybe that's why my pancakes came out like shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Well, with baking, everything is a measurement. That was, I'll explain it. You have it. to be exact with baking. I was making jalapeno cornbread the other day for a party at my job. Mm-hmm. And my son, my 11-year-old son, was asking me questions about why I do this and why I do that. And he was asking me questions. He says, oh, why you just can't add extra eggs? And I go, because it will come out wrong. I said, with baking, it's, it's a lot of chefs don't become bakers unless they're... Saying the wrong word, anal, because <laughs> you got to be anal that way. Because yeah. it's all with measurements. Yeah, it's a, it has to be know, precise. A lot of chefs don't like measurements, so they steer away from from baking and they go into cooking because they can put a little bit of this, a little bit of that in uh, there, and they don't have to measure and stuff like that. And it takes a very skill to be a pastry chef or a baker. And that's why I respect bakers and pastry chefs a whole lot because it takes yeah. a, a higher skill to sit there and perfectly measure everything to come out the way you want it to. Yeah. And then to create your own recipes with measurements is that's, another level. Yeah. You know. Man, I didn't think about that either. You know, so if you're going to bake a cake, you have to use exactly, if it says two cups of flour, you put two cups of flour. If you put less... It won't rise. If you put more, it will be too dense or it'll be or it'll fall or whatever will happen to the cake. Yeah. It won't taste right. Do you bake like every now and then? I cheat. You cheat? Yeah, I don't bake from scratch. Like I made my cornbread. I'm going to give secrets, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey. People always ask me why my cornbread is good. Because mm-hmm. people make cornbread and they use just a jiffy corn mix. Yeah. You know, I do something different. I use yellow cake. So what I do is I buy one box of Pillsbury yellow cake mix, right? Which is Pillsbury, in my opinion, is better than any of them. Better than Dunkin' Hines, better than Vienna Mama, whatever. Uh-huh. Pillsbury is the best cake mix. So I buy Pillsbury cake mix, golden butter is called. Well, you got to use seven tablespoons of butter because it has a strong butter flavor. Jeez. Yeah, so I buy Pillsbury golden butter yellow cake mix. So I buy Pillsbury yellow butter cake mix, and I buy two boxes of Jiffy cornbread mix. And you mix it all together. And I mix it together. And then I have this consistency, like, it's sweet like a cake and fluffy like a cake, but yeah. it tastes like cornbread. See, that's the thing. <laughs> cornbread tends to be a little dense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, really, like, thick. Not so. my cornbread. Man, so it's all My nice cornbread, I made it for the first time for my party on Christmas party. And, uh, I'm sorry, I made it for my Christmas party, and they already asked me to do it again. I'm like, oh, hey, okay. My boss texted me and said, oh, and make more cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Because I was going to make a uh, chicken mole, with, um, the mole sauce, the, the chocolate jalapeno sauce. Oh. I was going to make that. In, chocolate jalapeno sauce? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a 17 ingredient sauce that they use in Mexico. So basically, they try chilies. You get guajito chilies, ancho chilies, and, uh, and pasale chilies, yeah. and they're dried. And then you take it and you see you you steep them, you yeah. steep them, which get some soft and they take the seeds out. Then you add a chicken stock and it has ingredients like peanut butter, raisins, uh, uh, chocolate. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It's really if good. If it's made right, it's really it's a good. process because you got it's, it's a long process. It's just, Dude, it's, uh, you said two words that. Chocolate and chilies. Yeah, but they, like it's but love they, hate for me. And but they I, balance each other no, out it's because really of the good. sweetness of the chocolate balances. Out the Traditional spicy. mole is made with turkey. They use turkey legs in Mexico, Bro. but Americans use chicken. 
So I don't know. I mean, since my my job is so sick of turkey, because over here having turkey all this week for, for oh, yeah, I, I thought I told I'm making chicken. So I'll buy some chicken thighs and just make the sauce. I always get nervous cooking chicken. I'm not gonna lie, because I feel 165 like degrees. That's all you gotta worry about. 165 degrees. Best thing you could ever invest in. I feel in, like I always dry it out. Best thing you could ever invest in is a thermometer. thermometer. That's the best thing you ever invest in. A lot of people do not have a thermometer <laughs> and they go by eye and they end yeah. up overcooking the chicken or undercooking the chicken because they never take temperatures. If you notice every professional chef when they're cooking, they have in their arm a thermometer because mm-hmm. that's their number one tool so they know exactly when to take it out yeah. and the temperature and everything. So 165, the chicken Because just because your oven says... 350 degrees your oven is not 350 degrees no that's a lot of <laughs> well, and also- it could be 375 and you think it's 350 it could be 325 and you think it's yeah. 350 the, the temperature is always off that knob is not right even if it's digital that knob is not right maybe when you buy it new yeah, <laughs> you but know, after but, uh, some time. it needs to be recalibrated and stuff like that oh. it's off so you want your chicken to be 165 degrees if you get it past 200 you're going to have dry chicken and a lot of things, a lot of people that they forget about chicken is they don't let it rest. All meat has to rest. Yeah. So once you take it out the oven, you let it sit there for a while, at least 10, 15 minutes. Well, I just learned this the- way. The, the this way the juices get sucked back in because as soon as you if you take it out the oven and you cut it, it's all gone. Juice all over the place, and now you got dry chicken. I just learned like for a pot roast, however long you cook the pot roast is how long you should let it rest. Now is that's, that right? No, that's way too long. Yeah, right? Because I'm like, damn, no, shit's going to dry out if I leave it I think, out in I the think, air. I think 15, 20 minutes is the most that you should let it and rest. And that way you don't lose any flavor yeah. of it. If you if you think, if you gave it 10 minutes and you cut it, when you make one slice and you make that one slice and you see juices just start running out, stop cutting, just let it rest some more. Oh, okay. You no. Know? Jeez. Because you always had to do a test cut and, and taste it. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. I had no problem. I have no problem doing the, the taste so, cut. You know, but let me let me ask you this, because I have a feeling you're going to be on my side uh, when I ask this question, <laughs> <laughs> and I hope everyone hears it. Um, what is the perfect? Uh, I guess you can say um, how you should cook a steak. How you should cook a steak? Yeah. Me? How I cook a steak? I I want to hear your. I have a feeling. Sous vide. Sous vide is what. Sous vide is the professional way of cooking a chef. You ever went to a? a, a um, a steak restaurant and if you cut the steak open it's per if you want a medium steak it's a perfect color all the way through from top to bottom with uh-huh. a small crust around it yeah that steak was sous vide and that's in that's a process where you cook meat in a water bath oh so they have this machine it's called an immersion circulator oh is that what they put it in the plastic and they put it in a plastic air, bag airtight air airtight and they put it in the water and the water, and they set the temperature of the water, and you can never overcook or undercook the beef. So once you sous vide it and you get it to a medium consistency, you'll take it out the bag. And then put it And on. then you get a cast iron skillet, and then you create the crust. <gasps> and you sell it. You can tell the difference between a sous vide steak and a pan sear steak, because when you see a pan sear steak, you'll see the pink in the middle. And then on the outside, it'll be like lighter, 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 darker. Got it. You know, it'll be like dark, and then it'll get lighter, 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 and then the pink, a little pink circle in the middle, like an eyeball. Yeah. A sous vide steak would be the crust, and the whole from edge of the crust to all the way to the other edge of the crust is all one color. Oh, nice. 
So I, su- I have an immersion circulator. I invested in one. I bet you, were, you wasn't going to say sous vide. That no, was the last word on your but mind. But I know it wasn't well done. <laughs> that was sure. Uh, no, well done is not the That's way not how you eat a steak. No, it'll be too overcooked and it won't taste right. Anything, I don't like rare steak. I think anything medium. Yeah is best once you start saying medium well which really don't exist that's an american thing there's always there's blue it's called blue Mm -hmm. which is completely raw yeah then rare then medium and then well done those are the temperatures there's no medium well there's no rare well or that's just american way of saying oh i want it medium well no you want it medium or you want it well done there's no medium well there's no in between yeah because it's all based on temperature yeah I get so medium. I think medium is the best way to eat a steak. Absolutely, cheesily. Yeah, you you get well done. People don't like the blood. Well done's all right, but if somebody overcooks it, the well done, it's tough and there's no flavor in it, and it's really hard and stuff like that. You know. Jeez, I'm what? Okay, pasta. Pasta. How long should I let my pasta boil? Follow instructions on the box. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead serious. For real. Dead serious. Spaghetti usually about between six and seven minutes, maybe eight minutes, depending on how thick the pasta is. If it's a number eight, because each pasta is different. So you got spaghetti that's thin spaghetti, which is like a number five. Then you got number eight spaghetti, which is normal. And then you got number 10 spaghetti, which is a little thicker. You know, so depending on the box, the most common ones you'll get is thin spaghetti, which is a five, six or a seven. Mm -hmm. They'll say thin spaghetti. And then you get, and then all the other spaghetti is usually a number eight. Bro, I'm, I'm to oh. get a 10 or 12, which is a little thicker, is harder to find. Oh, okay. You know, but, I'm horrible you know. at measuring pasta. I like, I think it's for me, well, and then when I'm when it's done cooking, what you want to like measure? Like how people. much? Okay. <laughs> Believe it or not, you have a, a pasta um a pasta strainer scoop thing. Yeah, the one that has a little hole. That's one serving, right? Yes. I had no. You grab the spaghetti like last year. You grab the spaghetti, and the hole in the middle of that scoop that looks uh-huh. like this. There's a hole in the middle. You put the spaghetti in that hole, and that is one serving for one person. And FYI, if you guys don't know the scoop, it looks like a claw that you yeah. <laughs> take the pasta <laughs> out of the like water. A, yeah, that's There's what like you, a little hole there. I just found that there. shit out just now. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one that's serving. That's what it's for. That's what it's for. Nice. But also, there's, <laughs> like, if you look on the back of a pasta box, they have like little ring, like little circles, and it shows you like how some much. Some of them, not yeah, all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> but some of the pastas will show you like how much of the width of the pasta will be for how many servings. But I just recently learned about the little claw scoop. <laughs> well, you see, you're learning. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not the best cook, but I can whatever I can cook is good. You know. Well, what I mean? if you. Stay away from processed stuff and work on doing fresh stuff. And the fresher you get it, the better it is. And then you could Locally do fresh. you could you could do <laughs> uh, you could do semi fresh. Understand? Like yeah. if you buy, say you buy, don't buy ragu. <laughs> no, see, that's a, that's a, ragu I'm has way too much sugar. Yeah, in it. I'm glad you're buy, walking into this. Buy Barilla or buy um buy organic and look at the ingredients. Always look at the ingredients what they put in it. Yeah. yeah. Your first uh, the the way the ingredients are listed on a ingredient list. If you didn't know, the first thing on the list is what it has most of. So if the first thing on the list is sugar, that's what it has the most of sugar. Oh, uh, but so, okay. But like when you're making, because I've always want wanted to learn how to make like a fresh pasta sauce, because everyone is so accustomed to eating the jar sauce that they think it's like thick, saucy stuff. But a real pasta sauce isn't that. No. Well, pasta like, sauce is made with pomodoro tomatoes usually 
they're made from Italy. Made of olive oil, some fresh basil. Yeah. And it's usually not sweet. It's really acidy and, and a little sweet from the tomatoes, but they don't add sugar to it. Yeah, because the sugar is what breaks the acidity mm-hmm. from the tomatoes, right? Yeah. Um. So you see, so you want, you know, so they use they use crushed Pomodoro tomatoes or whole tomatoes. And they, uh, what I learned at working in restaurants is they crush it by hand. They take the whole tomatoes and they put it in the pot and they grab their hands and they do this and they mush it with their hands and they break it up with their hands. Oh, really? Yeah, and then they... Even with the skin on the tomato? No, usually the Pomodoro tomatoes come skinned already in the jar. Oh, okay. In a can. All right, okay. Yeah. If you're going to make it with fresh tomatoes, you ain't going to find Pomodoro because yeah. they're Italian tomatoes. You're going to get like the whole... Uh, you get If you ate whole tomatoes, maybe you try Roma tomatoes, then that's when you would uh, parboil them. And then peel them and take the skin off. Got it. Oh, yeah. okay. Man, that sounds like a lot of work, but I'm sure it is a lot of work. Amazing. So you could do semi homemade. Yeah. You could buy good sauce and then add stuff to it. Buy good sauce, get some fresh basil, mm-hmm. add some real olive oil to it, and and make it your own. Maybe some real oregano and add fresh oregano, not dried oregano. Yeah. <laughs> you buy fresh oregano yeah. and you add it to it, and then now you're taking the sauce and you're doctoring it to make it better. That's what a lot of restaurants do nowadays. Yeah. Because the skill level of cooking, because of the Food Network, now a lot of people don't go to culinary school. They just go and start working in a restaurant. And start learning. So now they make stuff semi-home, semi-done. Man, so Food Network has really like... It changed the industry a whole lot. Wow. Because they don't want to pay me with an associate's degree $17, $18 an hour. They'd rather pay somebody $11 an hour minimum wage that has no culinary skill and try to teach them what I paid three thousand dollars well it's like five thousand dollars to learn yeah and experience so when I apply for a job they rather they say oh we don't want to pay that guy seventeen dollars an hour we'd rather pay this dude eleven dollars an hour and try to teach him what we know <laughs> oh Jesus yeah. and it's changed the whole industry Man. so being a chef now is not the same as it used to be yeah so I mean I'm assuming that these people that have gone to culinary school it's I mean, I know it's tougher, but it's probably just best to, like, start your own stuff, right? You start your own stuff. or You know you know how frustrating it is if you spend $5,000 in culinary school, yeah. then you go work at a restaurant, and then they take a dishwasher, and they put them on the line with you, and they look at you and say, teach him what you just learned. Teach him how to cook. You're like, what? A dishwasher? I said, won't he go to school? I just learned. I just, I just, I just paid $5,000 to learn in school, and now you want me to turn around and teach this dude how to make a hamburger? Well, he go to school if he wants to learn how to cook. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. frustrating. You know, I worked in a company, a big company here in Florida. I'm not going to say the name. <laughs> and when I worked there, that's the problem I ran into. You know, I they would take dishwashers and people would go take an exam and then an interview and they'll ask some simple, stupid questions that anybody could find out on the Internet. You know, stuff like, oh, name a type of food, a type of beef you could cook on a, on a grill. Well, your New York Strip, you know, it's easy stuff. Okay, yeah, we'll give you a culinary job. And then they put them on the line with me. Never had no experience cooking. What? Yeah, had no experience cooking. And then they turn around and the chef comes up to me and says, show him, make sure he don't mess up. Show him what you know. Then you got motherfuckers picking their boogers and shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> trying, to, trying to teach them about food safety, wear your gloves. Don't do that. What the hell? And you get frustrated because common sense stuff that you learn three years of cooking yeah these people don't know nothing you know what i mean they don't know to curl their fingers when they cut and they almost cut their freaking toes or their fingers off they don't know how to 
simple stuff. Simple stuff about. Simple stuff about. We got some bigger problems. You know, certain, you know, certain things about you know food storage. You know that chicken goes on the bottom, then pork, then beef. You know, then veal. You know. They put the chicken on the top. No, you can't. You know, there's an order that stuff gets stored in the refrigerator. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, chicken goes on the bottom because it bleeds. The, uh, it has more, uh, more bacteria and yeah. it, it's more water based. So if you put it on top of beef or anything else, it'll it's leak and out. it could it could put uh, salmonella on the other product. Contaminate everything. So else. you put chicken on the bottom, and then the next one will be pork, and then it'll be beef, and then veal, and then seafood or seafood or veal or whatever. You know, seafood is always on the top. Yeah. Have you seen these, uh, uh, what is it, Gordon Ramsay's? The like, Kitchen Nightmares and the... Yeah, mm-hmm. man. That's, that's, you know. Yeah. No, it's basic stuff that people, you know, most restaurants fail. You know, in my experience, most restaurants fail for two reasons. They don't know how to do food cost, which is an important thing. Sorry. They don't know how to do food cost, and they don't know how to... Um, they don't know how to do food costs and they don't plan for the future. Mm. And they're nobody famous. Anybody that cooks, I could I could be the best chef in the world, but why would you come to my restaurant? Do you know Angel? You know Angel. This guy don't know Angel. There's thousands of people outside that don't know who Angel is, no matter how good I cook. Yeah. But, but it also has to do with, like, um, they probably lose the love for it, though. You know what I mean? Like, because, again, I know these most of these shows are scripted and everything, but... They, you could see that they're not, they're not into it anymore. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah, not. After their second year they're, doing it, they're yeah. Like, they open a restaurant, you know. I don't know, man. It's just you know, I, I believe I think a lot of businesses fail for the first reason for food costs. They don't do demographics. They, you know, if they open a, say they open a, um, a pasta joint. They think because the pasta joint down the block is making a lot of money, they're gonna they open a pasta joint. They're gonna make. We make better pasta. You don't realize that that pasta joint down the block been there 15 years. They got a clientele, mm-hmm. right? So you might make a better pasta, but what's going to make them stop from from their place to your place? You might get lucky with word of mouth. Yeah. And that's about it. And then the other thing is food costs. They think because a guy down the block sells his pasta for $7, I could sell mine for $7. They could be end up putting themselves in the hole. Because they're not doing food costs. Food costs is when you take all your ingredients and you add it together and you find out how much it costs you. Mm-hmm. So say you make a pasta just and the pasta that you use for the dish costs you 30 cents. And the sauce, you, you measure the sauce and you use a, two, a cup of sauce and it costs you a dollar. And then when you're all said and done with all the ingredients that you use to put on there, it comes out. That plate to mount it, to put it out, costs you $3 and something cents. So, so you gotta now make a profit off of that. you got to charge three times as much for that plate. So if it costs you $3, you would charge 9 to $10 for that plate. Because you got to make your money back to buy the ingredients to do the plate again. Mm-hmm. you got to have um, money to pay your bills and pay your What's payroll. That? And then you have to have a profit. Usually when, pe- when uh, companies, when people start uh, cutting and making a, uh, the plate costs them $9 and they start charging 6 they usually cut into their profits. If they cut too much in their profits and they start cutting into their their payroll or their bill money, then they go under. Yeah, so, so like, they don't do food costs. So they don't do food costs. So they say, oh, this guy charged seven dollars and originally you're supposed to charge nine. Now you're in the hole because you're charging seven dollars for a plate when you're just charging nine. Yeah. 
and he keep on doing it. He goes, why I never get ahead? Why I never get ahead? Why I'm selling so much of it, but I don't go, you know, I'm always short because you're not calculating right how much things cost you. Yeah, so literally $2 out of that $9 pasta is Yeah, it can going. mess you up. Holy cow. You know, $2 out of a $9 pasta, you sell 100 of those, that's 200 bucks you're missing out on. Yeah. $200 worth of profit that you could have used to pay your bills or give yourself money. Wow. You know, people don't do food costs. They don't do demographics. They think, oh, I open a... I open a, a um, a, pot, a buffet right here and everybody knows old people <laughs> like buffets so they yes. open it in a college town and nobody goes to their buffet because yeah. college kids don't like buffets yeah they like eating the vegans or whatever you mm-hmm. know and whatever's and, hip right now yeah whatever's hip so now you open a buffet and you didn't you didn't do your demographics you know, to see to what type of a buffet in a 50 plus community <laughs> so they, they don't do the demographics <laughs> to see what type of people are living in the neighborhood and they open a restaurant and they wonder why they don't make no money because nobody goes to their restaurant because yeah but like how is it that all these chinese restaurants survive like there could be like six of them on on one block not for nothing though because they're all cook all, the same thing not for nothing but the nah i i mean i i went to a chinese restaurant and it didn't taste the same as in as in puerto rico as in new york and stuff why they didn't like give that. you the french fries no the, the <laughs> rice was a uh, small grain yeah and they use small grain rice and i'm like you know, it, it doesn't taste. Well, they can it, mess up Chinese it, food too, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's, it's all it's the like chef, my, bro. Uh, pops, uh, his, everything. Uh, his you know, it's like pizza. Pizza's not pizza, man. You know, you go Yo. one, pl- you go one place for pizza. Yeah. And you go another place for pizza, and you think, how can you mess up dough, cheese, and sauce? You can mess it up. <laughs> I mean, I used to work at a at, at a chain pizzeria spot. And we were one chains. of the few. We were one of the few chains that actually made dough, fresh dough. Nah. Uh-huh. And that's how I. Ju- if I'm going to any of these commercial spots, I can already know like the dough if it's been fresh or freshly made, or if it's been frozen. So like I'm really big on on when it comes to pizza. You would think I'd get tired of it after working it, but I go to this pizzeria on a 192, run by Arab guys. They're from Brooklyn. It's called Friendly's Brooklyn Style this Pizza. This is my Brooklyn yeah. accent. Yeah, <laughs> not for nothing, but no. I, I went there once and they got some dope pizza. Really? You know what would impress me about them? When I started talking to the owner, Muhammad, he's mm-hmm. a bro- his, his name is Muhammad. He has a brother. Kind and I forgot his brother's but name. Okay. I forgot his brother's name, but Muhammad is usually there. And I started talking to him when we first opened it. I said, your pizza's so good. He said, yeah, we used to make pizza in Brooklyn for this Italian guy. And it, it cost me, he said, and we came out here to start pizza. I said, really? He said, yeah, man. You know, I had to pay the guy $5,000 to give me a starter. I was like, really? I said, you got a starter? And I was like, I was impressed because he knew what a starter was. A starter is what a lot of real pizzerias or bakeries have what they call a starter, which is years of of yeast. What they do is like, okay, uh, a baker comes from 1909 Mm -hmm. and he opens his first bakery. And he makes the first batch of bread that he's impressed with. So when he makes the first batch of dough, he takes a piece of that dough, a big chunk of that dough, and he puts it away. Now when he makes his next batch, he adds that piece of dough, that yeast of the original batch to the thing. And he keeps doing that for years. So now you have this piece. What if he runs out of the, the piece? Some people, they run out of that dough. They, 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 it's like you killed them, man. Cause some of them, uh, some of them start with a starter, 
that their great great grandfather started the starter and they just keep recycling that first piece of dough over and over and over again wow. so they add the dough to they add the first yeast that was first made in 1901 yeah. in 1988 they put it in the batch Damn. they make the dough they cut a piece of that dough and they put it in the refrigerator and then when they make the next dough they take that piece and they just keep recycling that piece of dough oh my god and that's called the starter and that's what so gives it that 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 certain like fungi good flavor yeah because it doesn't spoil it's yeast mm -hmm. and you're adding more yeast and more sugar to it so you you're making you know yeast lives so you're adding sugar to it because yeast eats sugar you're adding sugar to it so it keeps living and you're adding more yeast so he told me that he brought a starter from an Italian guy in New York that owned the restaurant where he used to work in Brooklyn. And he had to pay him five G's to bring a starter to Florida. What? Damn. Yeah, so, okay, so what you're saying is it's not, it's not typically the water that's being used. It's if they have a starter or not. It could be a starter. It could be the water, too. And his peach is really good. Yeah, it is. Not it's that, really it, good. And really? he makes big slices. And, and he... Uh, and his, and his sauce, you could taste the basil in it. His pizza is really good. And where did you, you said it's called is on Friendly's Brooklyn style pizza. It's right next to Popeyes on the 192. And Central Avenue. On Central Avenue. Is that the one with the drive through? No. With, no. No, 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 no. It's, it's right, you have a Popeyes across on one the street. Corner. And the other corner, right across from it, you have a, a shopping center uh -huh. and a tire shop. And right parallel to it, you'll see it. It says Friendly's Brooklyn style pizza. Oh, because on the other side of the Popeyes, is like the first uh, drive-through pizza spot that I've ever been to. That's probably it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think to be yeah, honest, it has I think a drive-through. It has a drive-through. Like a red and white building. Yeah, yeah. But they, I don't think they use the drive-through anymore. I went through the drive-through. Yeah, they use drive-through. They like, do. Yeah, they two use drive-through. Yeah. Oh, All right. Well, yeah, what do you think about was, the pizza? The pizza was banging. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah, it was really good. I, I mean, think that's my favorite pizza spot. I mean, there's not I don't many go times where I can else. drive around if I had to drink and eat another, a slice of pizza. <laughs> if I had to go time. somewhere else to eat pizza, I would go to Main Street. Main Street Pizza in uh, in downtown, downtown downtown Kissimmee. Those guys are really good, too. Really? But the problem with Main Street Pizza is their sit-down restaurant. You got to go inside. They don't sell slices. They only sell pies. pies. Oh. You know? That, I don't get that shit. The other day, I um, not the other day. This is like the last time I, I like three years ago. Um, <laughs> in, in Publix, mm -hmm. right here. There's this place called An Antonio's or Antonino's. Anthony's. Oh Anthony's. man, don't go there, bro. I went there. I was oh, like, I was, I'm sorry for you. No, I no, feel no. Your pain. no, no. I didn't. I, I, first and last time, bro. First and last time, because I went in there and I'm like. Let me get two slices. I was because I was working with Pops, and I was like, I want to bring him lunch. He's like, Saturday, nobody was there, dead. <laughs> and I go, let me get two slices. They're like, oh, we don't sell slices on the weekends or whatever. I'm like, it's it's literally like two o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm like, I just go for real. And he's like, yeah, it's just, I'm like, I just, 180, then I bounced. The pizza, I'm glad you didn't eat the pizza. Pizza's not that good either. Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> you a pizzeria and you're not going to sell pizza. But then I, looking at the place, it was more like that. It was more like a sit-down joint. Yeah, because you, you make more money off of like a pie than you do a slice. Yeah, but if, but you, can't, if you see a dead, you can't make a pie pizza and sell slices. But yeah, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yo, reheat the shit that you have there and, and at least sell it to somebody. You know what I'm saying? But Yeah, they don't think like that. They're just trying to make the buck. Yeah. They probably ain't got no stars. They probably make more money. <laughs> they probably ain't got no stars or good They probably water. make more money uh, selling the the slices than they did making the pie. Yeah. 
because a slice wood you get like two bucks or something, two fifty now. I mean, two, yeah. And then uh, you got you got maybe eight or ten slices in the in the pie. So you're making. But what? they don't know how to market this shit neither, because there's, Make, there's like a subway next to it, and then you know you got the pay, uh, the public uh, deli, which is off the hook. You know, you ever been? Yeah, they got Boar's Head. There you go. Yeah, Boar's yeah, Head yeah. is a New York thing. Yeah. You man. know they bringing a White Castle out here? Yeah, Old Town. I don't know, man. I don't know about <laughs> it's that. White Castle, man. It's White Castle. You ever been I to mean, White Castle? I've been to White Castle many I just, times. Uh, yo, I Still, just, I, I mean, just can't. All right, we're, we're chicken fucking rings, around. man. Yeah. That's what I want. Chicken rings. They need to bring a what is it? A Crown's fried chicken spot. They had a Crown's fried chicken. This is around the corner from my house. Is is it still on uh, OBT and one OB, OBT? OBT, right around. I live right there. It's right off of Central and OBT. Yeah, is they it good to, though? I mean, they're okay. They had one over there on one ninety two uh, by John Young Parkway, and they closed it down and made it into a pizzeria for a while. Then he closed the pizzeria, and now I think it's like a fried chicken spot too, with a crown fried chicken. Is it one of those bullshit ass like uh, Louisiana fried chicken or Maryland fried chicken? Probably. (laughs) I haven't haven't gone there. I don't know. I judge a place by when I pull up, how many cars are there. That's how how I get it. How many cars are there? Yeah, but then you went to that buffet and it was like packed. Yeah, yeah. People don't know about food, man. Horrible. Yeah, that's true. It was was Chinese. So what you saying? Chinese Puerto Rican food. So that's how weird it was. It's like I had Chinese food and Puerto Rican food. Yo, I went. There was a spot here. The egg rolls were like chewy, man. You ever bite into an egg roll and it's like chewy dough? Yeah. Like not crunchy. It was bad. So you're saying that people that pull up in buffets don't know about food? So we could just like discard this whole podcast? (laughs) Nah, man. Not that, you know. And they they must like it for something. But me, I was looking for something else and I was very disappointed. I mean, it all depends because you know what? it's your palate you have a chef palate you know what i mean it's like i guess Maybe. you know what to look for you know you know the type of ingredients that are going to certain foods so you know a lot of people don't do that shit they just know salty or sweet that's it you know what i mean they can't taste basil they can't taste certain other things and stuff like that because they're used to processed bullshit yeah. i guess it's like yeah. ice cream you know everybody buys freaking briars ice cream but they don't know there's other ice creams out there better than freaking briars that's true <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know no makes a good ice cream, believe it or not, Sam's Club brand ice cream. Uh, Sam's Club make an ice cream called, it comes in a yellow container, it's called, Sam, uh, what you call it, what's the Sam's Club brand? Uh, my, uh, Mark, members, members Mark. Yeah, Members Mark. Home style French vanilla I'm ice try. cream. I, that thing is freaking good. I, better than Ben and Jerry's? Nah, Ben and Jerry's is another level. <laughs> no, but you, you're gonna pay freaking five dollars for a little pint. You never know. I, I might be uh, <laughs> depression eating and stuff day. like that. I, I might be depressed, and I go, you know what? I well, don't before we, we stop talking about food, the last place I want to talk about is Hibachi Express. That is my new spot. Where's Hibachi Express? Hibachi Express is on John Young Park. There's a there's a John Young Parkway and uh, Central. There's a Publix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shopping center. In oh, that okay. shopping center, there's a Hungry Howie's. Around the corner from the Hungry Howie's. That's where that Mexican restaurant is. That's too. where Kiki's. You ever been to Kiki's? Kiki's. No. Uh, uh, Kiki's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been there once. I've been with uh, Kiki's. Is, yeah, Kiki's is good too. Kiki's is a nice, is yeah. a good breakfast spot. It's, it's, like, it's, a, it's like a high-end high-end It's a brunch spot. Brunch spot, yeah, because they're only open on I always the get their Eggs Benedict, and they never let me down with the Eggs Benedict. Anyways, go back to the Hibachi Grill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, seven seven forty nine. Seven forty nine for a uh, two sushi rolls and a drink. That's not. And bad. these guys know how to make sushi, man. 
They, no joke, man. Their sushi is fresh and it's good and it's freaking, it's, it's really good. Where's it at again? It's right there in the shopping center of. Uh, I know you told us, but you John know, Young people Young listen. John, John Young and Central. <laughs> Where the Publix is at in that shopping center. That's close to where that big bridge is that says Welcome yeah. to me. Yep. Okay. Right oh, there. I, I know that exactly shopping where center. You're at. You should go check it out. It's called Hibachi Express. I will, man. And they they have these things called shumai dumplings. Dumplings. Right? The shumai dumplings are, are are minced shrimp in a dumpling. They're kind of like square and round. Right. So they're really good. What impressed me about them is they gave me punzo sauce. And it was real deal punzo sauce. Punzo sauce is a sushi sauce. That's it's a it's um, citrus soy sauce. So basically, what they do is take soy sauce, and what, when I learned is you take soy sauce and you take uh, Japanese oranges and Japanese limes and you boil the what what um, the soy sauce with a um, mirin. Soy sauce with mirin is sweet cooking wine. The mirin, soy sauce, and all these citrus, and you boil it through time, and you reduce it. Then you take all this citrus out, and you have this soy sauce that tastes citrusy, but it's soy sauce. And they put it, and they give you a little container of this sauce, and I thought it was uh, soy sauce. When I took the little dumpling, I dumped it inside there, and I saw it was freaking, and it was, whoever made it, made it. It wasn't some like store-bought crust. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't out of It was container. really freaking good. It was so good that after I ate the dumplings, I took that sauce and started pouring it over my sushi roll. <laughs> 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 it was that good. Man, I want to thank you for schooling us. I'm floored with the whole the pizza thing. The cheese, the imitation cheese. I'm sorry. No, I'm but sorry I let you down. Not, no, 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 you didn't let me down. If anything, you helped me because now I can like... You know what to look for. Yeah, I, I know exactly what to look for. And I know that if the if it's way too stringy, then it's mixed with no. No, it'll honest? be stringy. Yeah, it'll be stringy. If it's but too I mean, chewy, chewy. There you go. When like when you when you when you uh, when you put it in cheese. your mouth <laughs> and you start chewing, yeah, and it doesn't break. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know. You, yeah, it doesn't. I'm break sure down. you ate fresh cheese, not only mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. And you know when you eat fresh cheese, how when you chew on it, it kind of breaks and dissolves in your mouth because yeah. it's made from milk. Mm-hmm. Imitation is not made from milk; it's made from oil. Oh my god! And chemicals <laughs> and stuff like that. So, when, if you start chewing on a pizza and you eat the cheese and you see them, <laughs> and you can't freaking break the cheese with your teeth, yeah, then you know it's fake cheese. Oh my god, guys, be careful with the cheese out there. <laughs> it's real in these streets. <laughs> Any last takeaways? No. Oh, oh uh, we're ending the podcast. Yeah, we're, we're, we're like an time hour. Time flies. <laughs> time flies when you talk about food. Oh no! Before we end the podcast, we need to talk about the music thing. Oh, all right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, let, let me okay, set okay. it up. Start, start I, with the first in the first podcast, I said that um, I started making beats because of the man to my left over here, and um, I said that. He, and at one point, he said that if it wasn't for him, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in the music thing. That's not he, true. He never said that. What did you say? I remember I remember this. I remember differently. <laughs> this is what I remember. Here we go. So so I was producing, to finish I off was, the year. This is like the last one of the year. We're going to finish <laughs> off with it. Go ahead, well, I was making music for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was DJ, and then I used to I used to I produced in California, and I did a couple of things with a couple of people, some famous people in California. I ain't gonna say the name. It ain't Dr. Dre, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we I did some things out there, and then I had to leave California. I came over here, so I came with all my stuff and all my programs. You came to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, yeah. I came to Puerto Rico, and 
And at that time, my brother was there. And he was like... Me. Yeah. <laughs> Rin. Rin. Yeah, yeah. So he was there. And, uh, it, you know, a couple weeks passed by. And, you know, I don't know, a month or so. And he didn't know I made music. And then one day, I'm sitting at the computer. And I'm messing with the Fruit Loops program. Mm -hmm. And he comes in the room. He goes, what are you doing, man? And I said... <laughs> and I go, I'm making music. He goes, Presentado. you make it... I said, you making <laughs> music. I said, how you make music? And I go... Well, this program here. And then I, what I recall, what I always tell everybody what I recall is at that yeah. moment, he came out and he said, wow, I want to do that. I always had beats in my head and I never could let them go. I never, I didn't know how to do it. So I just taught him the basics. I taught him how to, how to count measures, mm -hmm. you know, what's a measure, you know, how many beats in a thing. And I just taught him the basics. I didn't teach him anything. I just taught him the basics and I showed him how the program works and how measures work and click here and how to change the sounds and stuff like that. He took that program. He started coming to my mom's house every day, going on a computer. And he took that thing. He went running. I didn't teach him anything. He did it all on his own. I just told him the basics. No, I didn't teach him anything. Story. You know, he he did it all by himself. That's when he started meeting other people and stuff like that. And yeah. you know, and I kind of fell off. You know, I didn't want to do music anymore. And he always asked me why I didn't want to do music. I think it was more of an inspiration thing. Yeah, I came from a different group of people in California where we all fed off each other. And it was like a motivation thing. A team effort. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when I would come up with something, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that sounds so bad, yo. Yo, let's do it. And let me add this to it. And, you know, and it, you get all excited. And yeah. when I came over here, you lost that. I, was, I had nobody to give me that excitement, mm -hmm. you know. And I tried to collaborate with him, but he was more of a silent type of dude. He'll make his own beats. And he goes, how's that sound? You know, he wouldn't feed off, you know, we fed off each other. Yeah. And I didn't get that same thing. So I kind of like fell downhill. I said, no, I don't want to do this no more. Cause I that's when you started cooking. Inspiration. <laughs> Let me add that in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I started cooking again. Yeah, all right, well. Because there was a time I wasn't cooking because I couldn't find a job cooking. Yeah, but yeah, that's how it started, man. You know, and he, he did it all on his own, man. You know, I didn't do nothing. I didn't teach him anything, you know. I just, taught, I just taught him the basics i taught him how to read a measure how the program works and he came over every day and he put in the time to learn how the program works then he started collaborating with other people and they started teaching him other programs they learned pro tools and i never learned pro tools i was just a fruit loops guy yeah and i was back in the days we didn't use programs fruit loops was the first program I actually used yeah i had drum machines like a ulysses 808 and i had uh, keyboards and and stuff like that that's what we used to make music you know, Crazy. my first beats were made with machines. So it was kind of hard for me to jump into the music thing. What happened? Man, speaking to the mic. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, damn. I'm not used uh, to talking to the mic, man. First recording. Uh, I mean, you could, you could, you could all raise the All this shit, I got to, like, I, I'm a that's the thing. That I'm over that here thing. thinking, I'm looking how how low that wave file is, and I'm like, I got to. Dude, this shit. I'm like, oh man, how stressful! You gotta, uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta, fuck you me, gotta, right? It's like shit. You gotta bring it up ten decibels. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> this is all spoken and shit. Until, and then he's like, what? And I'm like, we're fucking recording, bro. It's like, I, and he's like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, anyway. it's okay. I know I'm never gonna invite it back. So, what? No, <laughs> no, don't say that. This is gonna be. No, you gotta out. bash more restaurants in the area. Oh man. Yeah, I got a couple. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we're good. We're good. So next time I come, I tell you about some some good restaurants. Yeah. So go to pizza. Go to Friendly's restaurant. Friendly's Brooklyn style pizzas. If you want to do a family thing, go to Main Street Pizza. They're really good too. If you want to eat sushi, go to Hibachi Grill. 
If you want Mexican food, la tapas, ta, la tapatita. What's it called? Tapa, to, something with a T. It's mm-hmm. on the 192. Right across from uh, <laughs> something with the T. Yeah, ta- you said Mikasa Taco or something. Mikasa like Taco is good too, but that's yeah. further down, heading towards. And what if we want to go to your YouTube channel? Hmm? If you want to go to my YouTube yeah. channel, it's called yeah, Chef Mole Essentials. It'll be coming soon. I'm working on it. And I put on my first videos and stuff like and that. And what's your IG? My Instagram. Yeah, Chef you gotta Mole. step your game up. I told you, man. Chef yeah. Mole. Chef yeah. Mole. Yeah, Chef Mole. I'm All right, excited, mole man. is M O L E. M O L E. Not mo, mole. Like <laughs> the sauce. Mole, 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 mole. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other story how I got that name. So Yeah, that's for <laughs> next time. Oh, man. Thank you so much for coming through. I learned so much about food. Well, I- um, I'm glad you learned about food, man. I'll be more than happy to help you. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully we can do a, a collaboration where locally fresh hangs out with Chef Mole and then we try to cook something. Oh, sure. No, you know what I would like to do? We go like, we go like on on location and shit. We go to a restaurant and we interview him while he eats food and shit. <laughs> what he could do better or what yeah, is yeah, great right? about oh, it? Oh, and while he's typing in the Yelp review and shit like these. <laughs> oh man! Oh. <laughs> I bashed bash that Placita restaurant on on um, on gotta, Google. Why you gotta do that, man? Google I gotta and know, Yelp. man. Infesting <laughs> us with like bacteria. That well, we don't you even know. know. I hope they get better. I don't want I don't want to see people go downhill, but I, I just hope they get better. Oh, that's a nice way to. But you know, I try to give them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, and I went twice. I'm not gonna risk a third time. Yeah. You know. Let's not. So right. I went the first time and it wasn't that good. I went the second time and it was just as bad. <laughs> that's so. what you're gonna say about the podcast. You're like, I went the first time, it wasn't that good. I went the second time, it's just, just as, as bad. bad. Yo guys, yeah. we're going. <laughs> we're going. On that note, Ralphie, you got anything to say? <laughs> uh, no, this is it. This is it, man. This is it for the year. Yeah. Yo, uh, congratulations, Medi- Lito. Congratulations, Lito and Lisa. And Lisa, man. So yes, they are gonna get hitched. They're gonna get hitched. So we don't know what's date, but shout you guys out. Yeah. You invited? Uh, nah. We don't know yet. We're probably doing this to get invited. <laughs> I'm not doing anything to get him. I'm just <laughs> no, congratulations. No, no, we just shouting him out. It's, uh, you yeah, know. we we worked with them. Yeah, and I've known Lito for many years, so it's kind of cool to oh, see. That's the that's the the guy I was telling you about, Soul Culture. Yeah, I didn't listen to that episode left. I got caught up in the Mandalorian. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, it's honest. on SoundCloud. You can, it's episode two. You can always I am going to listen to it, man. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a week. I'm a faithful, a I'm a faithful listener. You know, I used to listen to your other podcast before you got with her, so. And your channel and stuff rhymes. like that. Yeah, I used to yeah, listen man, to it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And but, uh, uh, I guess the next time that people will hear us would be in 2020. Yeah, Merry flying Christmas. cars and everything yeah, and teleportation. Like, yeah. I can't wait Ooh, for that. Oh, my God. We're going to be wearing jetpacks all day. <laughs> the flex capacitor, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone's going to get one that in their car. That shit ain't going to happen. <laughs> Hopefully, I do. What I do hope is that I have a fucking upgrade but uh, in this computer system. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. We'll see. 80, but, uh, what is it? 88 something gigawatts and, and, uh, and 88 miles what, what, 21 gigawatts. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. 88 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. But uh, nah, man, I appreciate you coming over. And, uh, and well, thank like, you for having me, uh, man. I appreciate and, uh, it. Schooling us. Yeah, seriously. Yes, I'm excited about this YouTube channel that you're going to be coming up with. Well, I'm going to give it a shot, man. The first time I ever tried to do something like this, you know. So, you know. 
Anything. I usually watch YouTube. I don't make YouTube. But I got the channel all set up. I just haven't uploaded any videos. Bro, I'm trying to figure out it. how to record myself. You know, I'm probably going to uh, get a, a young cameraman that's 11 years old called my son <laughs> <laughs> to my film son. me. You're going to hear him in the background, Daddy, but uh, why do you do like, You're not holding the up. camera right. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this angle. That's why they got editing for <laughs> But yeah, man. Um, bueno, man. I'll That's see it. you in 2020, bro. See you in 2020. Holla. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Later.